0: Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Pro-Life Prime Time. Tonight, we have our Good Shepherd Seminar. I'm going to talk to you in such a way that can encourage clergy, will equip clergy. If you are clergy, priests, deacons from anywhere around the country, sometimes from around the world, we welcome you. And uh, if you are a member of the lay faithful, if you are a member of the body of Christ, in fact, from any denomination, this will help you as well. Because anything that we do to train the clergy, can inspire the laity as well, can help those in the congregation, first of all, to help their own clergy, and secondly, to help themselves too, especially tonight's topic where we want to talk about how to bring people to good pro-life resources and activities. You know, a lot of our educational work is geared rightly geared rightly so towards... Um, How do we understand the issue? How do we uh, deal with um, abortion and the arguments in favor of abortion? And the conceptual part of this is key, especially in the pulpit we have to preach and teach in such a way that shows how our convictions of faith and our belief in the scriptures lead us to a pro-life position or strengthen and deepen that pro-life position and that motivation. So all this educational work is very often the topic of broadcasts like this. But if that work is being done successfully people are going to ask what do I do? Show me how to direct my activity, my energy. I have a certain amount of time that I can devote to this cause, what do I do? And also, how do I keep myself informed about what's going on? What are the resources that I need? So resources and activities. Resources can come in the form of books, websites, emails that you can subscribe to, uh, social media platforms that you can use, other kinds of sources of information, which nowadays is more prevalent than ever with all the modern forms of communication. Activities, of course, means what can I actually do, groups that I could get involved in, action alerts that I can be made aware of that might require some very time sensitive action like calling a legislator to vote yes or no on a particular piece of legislation or voting yourself in a special election like is going to happen on August 8th in Ohio, for example, Uh, activities. What do I do? So, we want to look at some of that tonight, and how we can best equip one another, and how clergy can equip their congregations in regard to this. I can see your comments, by the way, so let me know what kind of questions or comments you have. Uh, we'll go into prayer here, and uh, and then we'll um, uh, comment on these things. Misty is saying, our local priests don't even talk about abortion uh, from the pulpit. Uh, and you know, this is something that really is at the the heart of how Priests for Life got started, you know, priests wanting to help their brother priests, recognizing that indeed they weren't talking enough about it uh, and uh, that we had to do something to encourage them. And uh, one of the resources that I'll be referring to here tonight goes right in line with this, my book, Proclaiming the Message of Life. The first part of that book talks about what are the reasons that priests give that they do not speak about abortion. So when we talk about resources, that's one of the key ones I recommend, Proclaiming the Message of Life, and that is the website as well, proclaimingthemessageoflife.com. You'll see about, I think there's about 32 or so different reasons that we've um, heard over the years and um, that priests give for not addressing the issue. And some of these are the same kind of fears that clergy have in other denominations. And then we provide some talking points about how to encourage them to get beyond those fears. Proclaimingthemessageoflife.com. Um, and uh, I see Mary is from Ohio uh, and says, I am voting yes uh, in Ohio. That's the, the vote on August 8th. The yes is for the purpose of amending the Constitution. Uh, to amending the procedure for amending the Constitution, making it harder to amend it, raising the threshold to require 60% of the votes if there is a if there is a citizen vote to amend the Constitution. It shouldn't be as easy as 50 plus 1. It should be um, at least uh, uh, at that threshold of 60%. And by doing that, we make it harder for the abortion people to get that much support for imposing a fake right to abortion in the Constitution, which is what they want to do. All right, let's turn to the Lord and pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you for uh, this gathering tonight, people from across this nation, uh, clergy, laity, people from all denominations. We thank you, Lord, on uh, on uh, uh, on this day that you have made, that you have given us that you give, as you give us each day to, to advance your kingdom of life, we thank you uh, for the resources, the very things we're going to discuss. We thank you for each other and the inspiration that we give. We thank you for the opportunities that you open up. And Lord, even every obstacle and every, every battle and every attack uh, that is launched against us is indeed another opportunity to advance your kingdom of life. And so we thank you for that, we welcome. Uh, these, uh, these, these obstacles as opportunities, and we commit ourselves to moving forward in your name and for the sake of the unborn. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. So being the head of a congregation, being a member of the clergy, involves providing the people with resources and activities in pro-life. That has to be a conviction of all those who are in the clergy or who are, who are supporting the clergy. Some see this just as political activity. Here's one of the key talking points we need to understand. If we are activating God's people to, let's say, vote pro-life by helping them register to vote or to know who the pro-life candidates are, If we are activating God's people to be in any way effective in changing minds and hearts about pro-life or in changing public policy, are we engaged in a political activity or are we engaged in a pastoral activity? Pastoral activity means helping the people of God. Pastoral actually is from the Latin word for shepherding leading, guiding the people of God to becoming what God wants them to be and to doing the mission God wants them to do. So even things that have a political dimension to them, like mobilizing and informing voters, are in fact pastoral activity when the clergy do them. Why? Because all of this really is, is based on the Great Commission, the Great Commission of Jesus, where he says, go, go ahead into the world, go to all the nations, teach them, baptize them, and tell them to carry out everything that I have commanded you. In other words, the things Jesus commands are like the things that Moses gave to the people of old after... Con- communing with God on the mountain He gave them the Ten Commandments. And a whole code of life is precisely that. It is a way of life. It is a, a, a community that lives a certain way, and that way is rooted in who God is. If God is truth, then people are to live in such a way that is truthful. If God is justice, people are to live in such a way that is just. Helping them to do that is, in fact, pastoral activity. So if I in guiding people into what they can do, what they can do to learn about abortion, what they can do to affect the direction of the thinking of people and also the direction of public policy, that's a pastoral activity because what I'm doing that, uh, helping them to do is to respond in their life to a command that Jesus has given. And therefore, in the doing of those things, they are obeying Jesus. Make disciples of the nations. Teach them to carry out everything I have commanded you. One of the things He commands us is not to shed innocent blood. One of the things He commands us is to protect the vulnerable, to save the innocent, to intervene for the helpless, in the doing of these things we're worshiping god we're obeying jesus that's why it's a pastoral activity because the pastor the shepherd after the heart of christ and that's the name of these seminars is the good shepherd project is there to guide these people in precisely responding to jesus obeying him and that's where holiness is and that's where salvation is found in our obedience to christ And in obeying him, we are actually changed into his image. So God is truth. God is justice. God is love. God is also life. And if he's life, then anything we do to defend life, anything we do to serve life, anything we do to protect life is in fact an act of worship of God. So that's the why of clergy providing resources and activities for pro-life. It's not the church being preempted or hijacked, that's a strong word, or having some other agenda imposed on her or on her gospel, her message, or her mission. That's how some clergy see the pro-life effort and the abortion issue. And that's an obstacle we need to overcome right away, that they see this as... Something coming in from the outside that doesn't already belong there. Books, like I already mentioned, Proclaiming the Message of Life, show how um, the pro-life commitment flows from the very nature of the faith, not something imposed on it from the outside. That's the why. Now, how do we do it? One of the things we have to deal with when we're talking about Pro-life resources and activities is the sheer variety of pro-life groups. Many of you have asked me about it. It's a common theme uh, that 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 comes up. There are so many different pro-life groups. How do I even know how to navigate it? Now, actually, this was one of the, uh, the one of the key reasons that Priests for Life got started thirty years ago. It's a way to help the clergy who do not have time to be getting to know all the different pro-life groups that there are. Maybe they know one or two in the local community. Those that are more involved may know more, a few more than that. But my goodness, to even know what the different groups are and what they do is by itself a full-time job. Just yesterday I was in Washington, D.C., leading a meeting that I coordinate quarterly of other pro-life groups, national groups. We came together for the whole day. We were together actually Monday night for a social and then Tuesday all day for a meeting. The room was full of national pro-life leaders, many groups that you would would know, like 40 Days for Life and Susan B. Anthony, uh, Pro-Life America, and Heartbeat International, the Pregnancy Center Network and many other groups, and we come together and we strategize and we share information. We share information with each other about what all our different groups are doing. And we're all in this movement full time. And we have to take ongoing efforts even just to know what the wide variety of resources and activities is. Teaching people what to do to get pro-life resources and activities isn't a matter of, oh, let me summarize it on one page and give it to you. It is a, I mean, the variety is good. It's a good problem to have to say I can't even keep up with all the activities that are going on. And there's a reason why there are a lot of different pro-life groups. Don't look at it as a negative. I mean, some people can make it a negative if if the groups don't cooperate with each other or if the groups uh, work at at odds with each other, and and that does happen uh, to a certain extent. But the positive, the reason there are so many groups, is that this issue arises not from someone from on high, either in the religious or the political realm, who calls the pro-life movement into being. It's the opposite. It arises from here, from the human heart, from human instinct. We protect our children. We want to protect our children. And so the pro-life movement is arising from the very depths of our humanity. It, it, it gets formed around the kitchen tables of America. We in the pro-life leadership, those of us that were together yesterday, dozens and dozens of leaders from these various groups, if we had a press conference and we said we were tr- disbanding the uh, pro-life movement, it wouldn't work, even if we wanted to do that, which would be absurd, but it wouldn't work because this movement doesn't come from us. It comes from our humanity. People are always going to rise up and say, hey, if children are being killed, I got to do something to, to preserve them, to save them. So the wide, just the sheer variety of, of, of pro-life groups and activities comes, first of all, from the fact that it is a movement that grows from the people and then it gets organized later. It's not that we get organized, oh, let's hey, let's start a movement. And the other aspect of it is that the issue is so fundamental that it has so many different dimensions. We're talking about protecting life. So there's a scientific and medical dimension to it. There's a religious and moral dimension to it. There is a psychological dimension, sociological research. There's people who need help, so we have to have alternatives to abortion. There's people who have abortions, so we have to have groups that do the healing after abortions. There's statistics to be kept, so we have to have statisticians and researchers. There's the message to be broadcast, so we have to have broadcasters and media outlets and publishers and writers, and and, and there's all these different dimensions give rise necessarily notice I'm saying it's absolutely necessary that there be this wide variety of pro-life groups and activities because there's all these different dimensions of the issue any one of them that can take a whole lifetime of research one of the leaders that was with me for yesterday's meeting Dr. Angela Lanfranchi who has spent her career researching. The connection, be, she's a breast surgeon, so re, researching the connection between abortion and breast cancer. And there is a connection, no matter how much the other side wants to deny it. It's true. So she, and, and, and she has done this, uh, this amazing research over the decades and has worked to get the message out. That, what I'm saying is you take that one sliver, if you will, of the pro-life effort, that's a lifetime of work and any of the other uh, dimensions of it as well abby johnson's ministry was represented yesterday at our meeting and and uh, you know just this work of going to the abortion workers and telling them that there's a way out helping them to heal once they leave the abortion industry and helping them to find a better job so Let's go right to the question then of, is there a way, or what are some of the best ways of guiding people to this? When it comes to resources, it's crucial to understand that none of the pro-life groups suffice to bring people to all the different resources that there are. One has to step back and say, what do I want to provide my people? And let me trace for you a couple of the key categories. First, Pro-Life News. And lifenews.com, as well as our Pro-Life News program, Pro-Life Primetime News that airs every Friday night, are some good sources to start with. Because we cover the range of activities. Pro-life News, our friend Steve Ertelt has had this for many years uh, and gets the stories out on all the different dimensions of pro-life work, whether it's a federal law that's being passed or a state law that's being passed or struck down or challenged or whether it's a, um, a an abortion facility that's closing or a, a pro-life protester that was under attack or a new Uh, activity that is being launched, the pro-life news, the developments in the movement, lifenews.com is one of the best sources. And um, in our pro-life primetime news show, well, obviously, is a reason that we're doing it. We are connected with all these different groups. We're connected with all these different activities. We bring you not only what is happening, but the people behind it and the insights uh, as to how what is happening connects with the wider pro-life movement. Then, when we talk about resources the second question besides after you know pro-life news what is going on is the question of well how can I actually save lives from abortion what are the alternatives and this is something I say to people that when they ask how can I get involved in the pro-life movement and the flip side of that coin is what we're talking about tonight how can I give resources to people who want to be involved in the movement tell them first and foremost You can save a life today by knowing what to say and where to point somebody who may be pregnant and in need. And this may be a friend, or it may be somebody who is themselves going to contact someone else that you don't know. Maybe a guidance counselor in a school. It may be a member of the clergy. Where do I go? Where do I point people to go? to find an alternative to abortion. One of the groups that, uh, again, was with me uh, yesterday at this pro-life leaders meeting was the president and the former president, by the way, both of them, of Heartbeat International. This is a network of thousands of pregnancy centers. I speak at their conference every year. People who every single day are providing alternatives to abortion at thousands of centers that outnumber in America, the abortion facilities by almost four to one. Where do you find these places? Pregnancycenters.org. Really very simple. And you type in the zip code there and you're gonna find the center closest to where you are. Pregnancycenter.org. And they have a hotline number and they have services available in Spanish. And they will talk to the person who calls and direct them to the kind of help they need to realize that they don't have to have an abortion. PregnancyCenters.org. This is key to anyone that wants to get involved in any way in the pro-life movement. Show them how, by memorizing that one web address, they can save someone's life, no matter where they live in the country, no matter where. PregnancyCenters.org. I go to high schools when I give give talks there and I tell those students memorize that right here right now because I I tell them it won't be a matter of if it'll be simply a matter of when you will find somebody that needs this help. Likewise what we have to heal people who've had abortions and this is a key element in stopping abortion because one of the most likely reasons why somebody is going to have an abortion is whether they've had one already because they've already broken that barrier They've they've already crossed that line, and they've already flooded themselves with despair that is going to kick in again because of traumatic reenactment, because of various psychological reasons. Someone who's had an abortion is likely to have another one. We need to heal these individuals, A, for the sake of themselves and their healing and their salvation and their peace and their ability to fulfill the calling God still has on their lives, and B, to save a life in the future and prevent a second abortion. Half the abortions that occur are repeat abortions. Another website, abortionforgiveness.com. Abortionforgiveness.com works in the same way as pregnancycenters.org. Pregnancycenters.org, where can I find alternatives to abortion? Abortionforgiveness.com, how can I find the help and healing after abortion? Works in the same way, put in your zip code you'll find, whether it's a Rachel's Vineyard retreat, a Bible study, a church, or a pregnancy center that provides not just the alternatives to abortion, but many of these pregnancy centers provide care and help after abortion. These are key to providing people resources in the pro-life movement starts with this. How can you actually save a life? How can you actually serve a person who is hurting, where do you lead them? How do you connect them with the resources that already exist? Now, beyond that, to direct somebody to resources for the pro-life movement, let me recommend, obviously, we're part of the, the answer to that question because we provide a lot of educational resources. These very programs that you're watching right now, the broadcasting we do at endabortion.tv introduces people to the entire pro-life movement. You see the different programs we have. Many of them are interview programs. Many of them are programs where we're talking about the latest projects and, and, and opportunities in the movement or legislation that's being passed. The key is this. Latch on to at least one source of regular pro-life educational material. We provide this at Priest for Life, the broadcasting and abortion.tv. The emails, if you get our daily emails, if you open them and read them every day, you will be... Among the most well informed people about abortion in the entire world. Guaranteed. Because we are giving, we are opening up to you the entire movement. You sign up for our emails right on our website. There's a little box on every page to get our emails. Or you can email directly, subscribe at priestforlife.org. And we will also show you in those messages other resources that, likewise, I mean, most of these different pro-life groups have their own uh, subscription service of some kind. You can get, like, for example, I just was talking about the pregnancy centers. So they have a regular email called Pregnancy Center News. You can sign up for that. And, 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 and various, the legal groups will have updates on legislation. Uh, these are informative emails. Then you have the action alerts. Now, we provide this as well, and a lot of other groups do too. Look for action alerts. So on our, on our, in our ministry, we've got a web page called Stop Abortion Now. .org. This is one of our many domains, many uh, websites. Tim, thank you for the, that nice compliment. Um, Stopabortionnow.org is geared towards the following. When we need to activate an army on short notice, how, how can we do that? That can't be the time for recruiting. When an army needs, to to, to use the military analogy, of course, we're not talking about fighting in the streets, but when we need to to, to have an army attack, that's not the time for recruiting, and it's not the time for training. It's not even the time for mapping out the strategy. It's the time for attacking. And, 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 And very often, things will happen in this movement that require an immediate response. Time-sensitive response, three simple examples. A law is gonna be voted, a bill is gonna be voted on. Will it become law or not? It might be good for us, it might be bad. The action alert might be to vote yes or to vote no. Ohio coming up August 8th, gotta vote yes. Increase that threshold on the constitutional constitutional amendment process. Example number two, an election registration for voting has a deadline, voting itself has a deadline, getting the people mobilized in a short window of time to do something that's essential. Example number three, I was just with our street activism coordinator, Brian Kemper, and he had a great praise report, a victory report from California. And he was part of, we at Priests for Life were part of, an effort to stop a late-term abortion facility from opening in Beverly Hills that was going to be doing abortions throughout all three trimesters. People think there aren't third-trimester abortions happening. Oh, there are in the 7th, 8th, and ninth month of pregnancy. And this was going to be one of those facilities, and they exist in other parts of the country, that were going to be abortion facilities serving, serving all three trimesters. Can you imagine? We stopped it. It's not gonna open. So the group survivors with whom we've worked for many years, there on the ground, lots of young people, making noise in the neighborhood, alerting the community, talking with the mayor, talking with local businesses, doing protests and promising more protests in the streets. And the city said, We don't we don't want this. So you've got to make You've got to make it harder for them to allow the abortions than to stop them. And, and that's, that was the result of this effort. But it was a time-sensitive thing because this, this facility was going to open. And this decision was just made the other day with the mayor. He said, no, we're not going to let this happen. We don't want this kind of disruption in our community. But to do, to do things like this, we have to be able to mobilize people in a short order. In other words, within a shorter window than is time to either recruit or train. Getting back, therefore, to the, to the action. We need people signed up now who say, okay, when there's a need, let me know. When there's an action that has to be taken, tell me about it. I want to make sure I'm going to get that. That's what StopAbortionNow.org is. You'll see some of our past action alerts and you'll see some of the reports about the successes that we've had. And sometimes you have to make the effort and something might not succeed, you know, we're trying to close down this abortion mill, we're trying to stop a piece of legislation from coming or, or, or pass a good piece of legislation. Obviously, you're always going to get different results, but the point is we need the army and we need the army to grow and we need people that we can call on at a moment's notice and get a big, big response right away. This is this is a key pro-life resource. And again, we're not the only group that does this kind of thing. Many of the organizations do. Be tied in with at least one of these things and urge people in the churches, urge people in the... Uh, 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 other spheres of influence to do this. Very, simply sign up to get the action alerts. Social media. We can do a whole seminar about social media. The key to keep in mind here is we must use it. This is not an optional thing. Many of you are watching me on social media right now. The reason we must use it is as simple as can be. We have to reach people. And this is a key tool for reaching people. In fact, social media reaches people in a way that no other activity can quite do so easily. That is, by means of the way these platforms work and the use of of keywords and, and themes, categories of interest, you find like-minded people that you would otherwise never meet and never know. It's social media. It's not just media. It's not just, oh, here I have a, a platform and I'm going to, to, to speak a message, or here I have a, a web page and I'm going to post a message. It's more than that. It's finding the people who have like-minded interests and similar commitments and enabling them to connect with one another. That's, to me, the key reason for using social media. It's social. You gotta, we have to build that army. We've got to connect with the, How many of you who know me or are watching me right now, perhaps watch me regularly, how many of us would have met if there weren't the social media that we're talking to each other on right now, well, would, we have, would we have somehow connected? Maybe, but probably not. And this is one of the key, uh, the key um, things to do. One more caution here, and, and of course, obviously, uh, what we try to do at Priests for Life is to be a hub, and we always have been, in the pro-life movement, where you can find whether it's, I mean, just look at the different dimensions of our ministry. Educational, what we do on these broadcasts. Pastoral, equipping the churches to preach and to counsel, to worship with a uh, a pro-life accent. Political, we have the whole political arena. The alternatives to abortion, the healing after abortion, our Rachel's Vineyard Ministry, the testimonies of Silent No More, our outreach to minority communities, our work with Alveda King, the blacks, the Hispanics, we have websites and materials in Spanish, our work with the youth, our work on the streets, prayer campaigns, teaching pro-life as a spirituality, lobbying and 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 getting legislation passed and praying outside of the abortion facilities. In other words, all the different aspects of pro-life activity, all of which connect with and reinforce one another, we are in them all. It would be hard to find a pro-life organization that at the same time does the political work and, and is also a leader in the in the pastoral work of healing people after abortion. It's not easy to find a a, a ministry that is deeply rooted in all of these things at the same time. But here's the point, uh, the caution that I want to uh, bring forward here, uh, and then we'll we'll wrap up since it's uh, getting late. There is such a thing as fake news out there in the wider society. And there's fake news within publications and media that are run by the church and even sometimes in certain pro-life circles, be aware of the biases that are out there that would keep you from getting the full picture of what the movement is about. You want to be careful that the sources that you're going to are giving you the full picture. Now, how do you know that? Well, you keep an eye on multiple sources. But you will see sometimes that um, people who are promoting, and of course it's understandable, people who are promoting uh, certain uh, um, pro-life activities, first of all, they're going to be limited by what they know or what they don't know. Uh, and then, of course, by what they prefer or what they, they know from experience is valuable and what they don't. But, but, but be careful of trends like this, that, for example, somebody claims that there's an activity or there's an approach that they use, which is the silver bullet. And if they start saying things like, well, what you have to do is this, and then you don't have to worry about anything else, or they start downplaying the importance of other aspects of pro-life work. For example, oh, well, we are in the business of converting minds and hearts. You don't have to worry about all that political stuff. The solution is not in the politics. Or a person who says, well, we've got to get the right people elected in public office, and they don't care about all the educational work. You never, in, in looking for... What do I do to to, to get people involved in this movement? Don't fall for the idea that there are any silver bullets. And listen with a grain of salt to anybody who's downplaying or criticizing other aspects of the movement. Neither of those things is wisdom. This is a big movement because it's a big issue. It's a multifaceted movement because it's a multifaceted issue. It's easy for anyone in any segment of the movement to think that their segment is the most important. That's why they got involved in it in the first place. But if you're a good leader in that segment of the movement, or if your group is, a, is worthy of support, you are, going to be, you are going to be positive about all the other things going on in the movement. Not negative. And you're not going to be excluding or, 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 or saying, oh, we don't have to worry about this or that or the other part of the effort. Look for the groups. Look for the messages that are affirming the whole movement, even if they themselves aren't doing the specific activity that they are affirming. And I mean, that's how it's going to be most of the time. Nobody can do everything everybody can affirm everything and point to the goodness that is going on throughout the entire movement okay well tonight i just have a, a, wanted in a very uh simple way modest way quick way give you some more principles than anything else to say look there are um certain things to keep in mind as we try to encourage people to get involved in this great movement most importantly let's pray let's turn to the lord and and ask his his blessing. Lord, we pray for the churches. We pray for the clergy. Lord, let them realize that empowering their people to be involved in this great movement is indeed a pastoral activity. It's not something that is an intrusion on the faith or a a political thing only. This is letting your people respond to you, Lord God, to change the world. May we all promote alternatives to abortion. May we all promote healing after abortion. May we all keep ourselves informed in pro-life news and set ourselves up to be part of a rapid response army. And may we support groups, Lord, that affirm the entire movement and do not pretend there's a silver bullet or minimize or negate any aspect of this great movement. With all this wisdom in mind, we pray now in the words Jesus gave us, our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Getting tired. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. And uh, thanks very much, friends, for tuning in and spreading the word about these programs. Keep up your pro-life work and uh, support our ministry, if you would. Uh, Consider going to ProLifeGift.org and uh, giving us a little contribution. Oh, the summertime is always the hardest for groups like ours to uh, get those donations, but, uh, you know, people don't get their mail if they're on vacation and things like that. Slow slow things down a little bit. So if you can help us pick up the slack, what a blessing that would be. ProLifeGift.org. Thanks, friends, and uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. God bless. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life nationwide. The Priests for Life team travels the country and the world spreading the pro-life message and is happy to come to your community, your events, and your churches. If you are interested in inviting them, please contact speakerrequest.com and fill out the form. God bless you for your pro-life commitment. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.